Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast. We are here today with Apostle Jane Hammond, and she's got a word for us. I'm so excited. This woman has been a powerful mentor in my life, um, even when she didn't know me, and that's kind of one of our jokes. (laughs) She prophesied over me when I was 19 that I would be prophetess and I would move forward and be used mightily. And you know, when I was 19, I... We, we didn't have any money and we were just starting our company out, but she, you know, I think prophetic words see the future and they blend it in with the present. And this woman is so powerful. I love to hear everything you have to say. So Jane, take it away. (laughs) We are ready to listen. Amen. Well, you know, I, I feel so privileged to speak to these listeners because I know that your listeners are movers and shakers. They are world changers. Uh, they are they're people of vision that are able to look past uh, current economic instability or the craziness that may be going on in the earth today and really get a hold of the heart of God and really get a hold of how to move forward and not get stuck during this season. And so I know that each and every one of you listeners are um, pressing in to press past barriers during this season and to press past uh, the things that the doom and gloom prognosticators on television are trying to promote during this season of time. Listen, I know that with uh, the coronavirus showing up and causing a global shutdown, um, that many of you may ha- maybe feel like you are facing some unprecedented times of financial challenge or challenge in your health or challenge in your family. But I just want to encourage you today that God is really on the move in the midst of all of this. God did not cause this virus to happen, and he did not cause what happened in the earth to happen, but he is still on his throne. He is still ruling and reigning, and not one bit of this took him by surprise. Um, It's really amazing. People that I have spoken to um, that are out in the secular world, I found myself in a unique position over the last several days of actually being home. And because I'm home, now I can actually do some things that I put off doing, like getting on the phone and canceling subscriptions that uh, end up on my credit card (laughs) bill (laughs) that that I never want to take the time to do. And you know what? I'm calling these people and I'm interacting with them and I'm praying for them, and they're on they're on their their end of the phone working in their homes, and and they're scared, and they're uh, they're desperate. And guess what? People's hearts are so open to the gospel right now, and so open yeah. to have people pray for them. It is an amazing time, and so I really want to encourage the church that during this time, and and people that are believers, I want to encourage you. You may not see yourself as a leader. But I want to encourage you, God has put a leadership call on your life and a leader steps up and faces the challenge that is at hand. And you actually probably know more than you give yourself credit for. Um, And you're bolder than you give yourself credit for. I really think that the enemy for all of us right now is passivity. 
Um, I know that this is a downtime. I know that many of you may not, may not have gone back to work yet. You may not be working yet, or some of you are working from home. But I will tell you one thing for sure. The purpose of this time is not just for us to lay on the couch and watch the Hallmark Channel. Okay, I mean, I love the Hallmark Channel. Let's just be honest. I really do love the Hallmark <laughs> I <do> Channel. Too. <laughs> but, but we've got to be productive during this time. We've got to be looking for opportunities uh, to, to share with people, to pray for people. I'm not saying don't get some rest. This is a great opportunity. I'm really hoping that during this time I'll actually get rest. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping that there will be some extra rest in here uh, for, for me and my family. But, uh, but I can say that right now, you know, unless the church rises, unless the people of God wake up and break out of any place of passivity, we're probably not going to see this thing turn as quickly as we would like it to. And so in saying that and setting the stage that way, I want to talk to you today about the leadership role that Esther took on during a time in Jewish history when they were in a situation where they were, uh, the Jewish people were living in Persia at that time, so they had been carried away captive and they were still living in Persia um, even years after the captivity. And uh, if most of you know the story, Esther became queen of Persia, married to the king of Persia, who was the most powerful man in the world at that time. Um, but during that time, there was a very evil man that hated uh, the, the Jewish people. And um, he wrote a decree of death and destruction against God's people. He, he basically wrote a decree. His name was Haman. And I, I want you to be sure not to confuse that with Haman because that's my name, okay? <laughs> Don't be like trying to pray against Haman during this time. Okay, this is, that's me, all right? All right, so, uh, but, but Haman wrote these decrees of death and destruction and basically said, on such and such a day, wherever you find one of God's people, one of these Jewish people, you can kill them and then take all their property. And he tricked the king into signing this decree of death and destruction against God's people, not even realizing that the queen herself was Jewish. And so we understand that if this isn't a picture of what the devil wants to do during this time, it says in John 10.10 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's speaking of the role that the devil actually tries to play in every one of our lives. He comes in to steal from us. He comes in to try to kill us. He comes in to try to destroy us, to try to destroy the church, to rob from the church, to rob from uh, the, the, the ecclesia, the authority of the, the people that are servants of the Most High God. And, but Jesus said when, in response to that, he said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. When you actually look at that word abundant life in the Greek, it literally means that you might have life. When the thief comes to steal and kill and try to destroy you, Jesus said, instead, I want to give you life. And that, that abundant life, which is super abundant, in quantity and superior in quality, exceedingly abundant be above and beyond, super added, super blessed, more, 
and then it says and more and more when you look up the definition. So in this time when it feels like all hell is breaking loose, the church needs to realize that God is in us and God wants to break loose against all hell. And if that's going to happen, it's going to happen through us. And so what Esther did, she was challenged by Mordecai, just like I'm challenging you right now, that God has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is not a time to just lay back and be passive. Mordecai said to Esther, listen, if you don't rise up and do this, God will find somebody else to do it. But you need to realize God has positioned you and God has put you in place for such a time as this. And so we know that Esther uh, went before the throne of the king. I skipped a lot of chapters right there. You'll have to go read it. But she went before the throne of the king and the king stretched out his scepter and he said, Esther, what can I do for you? You found favor in my eyes. What we need to know is that today God's scepter of favor is stretched out to his church and he's saying, what is our petition? Are we making petitions during this season of time? Are we crying out? What, what is it that we're crying out to God for? I want to encourage everybody, let's not just cry out to say, God, keep me and my family safe. Let's not just cry out to say, God, make sure that my bank account doesn't go down. All that's important. But what we have to understand is that God's saying, cry out for, for more. Cry out for influence. Cry out for revival. Cry out for the awakening because the scepter of heaven is extended to us during this season of time. And God is saying, listen, I'm standing here ready to grant your request. So what is it that you're asking for? Start asking for your family to get saved. Start asking the Lord for your loved ones that, to come back to Jesus. Start asking the Lord for greater influence in your, in your community, greater influence in the, on, on the world scene. Start asking the Lord for supernatural increase in this time of downturn. Come on, start asking the Lord to see a miracle happen, to see this virus uh, cut off right in its very the very midst of it, in the very midst of the decree of death and destruction. Start making a, a, a petition to the Lord to see it broken off. And the king said to her, what is it that you want? And she said, listen, king, there's this horrible decree of death and destruction against my people. Um, and uh, Haman's been destroyed because by that time in Esther, Haman had lost his life. She said, but there's still this decree in place that is authorizing uh, people to, uh, to, to kill the Jewish people. And uh, she said, I need you to do something about it. And the king's response to her was this, Esther chapter 8, verse 8. He said, you yourself write a new decree as you please. In other words, you write what's good. You write what needs to happen. You write it, you declare it, you decree it, write it in the king's name, seal it with the king's signet ring, because whatever you write cannot be reversed. And so I want to challenge your listeners right now that we are the Esther right now going before God's throne of grace. You may not be a pastor, you may not be a business leader, you may not see yourself as anything, but let me tell you, you are the Esther. And the scepter of God's favor is extended to you, and God is saying, write a new decree. You yourself write a new decree. Write it as you please. Write the things that need to happen that are good. Write the breakthroughs. Write the decrees to see things turn around. Because after Esther and Mordecai came together, they wrote a decree. And in Esther chapter 9, verse 1, it basically what their decree was is it authorized the Jewish people to fight back. See, it authorized them to say, you don't just have to passively sit back and take whatever comes. 
this is one of the dangers right now that we just passively sit back and take whatever comes that is not what god is saying right now god is saying we are not helpless we are not hopeless and we are not powerless god has given us the power and the authority of his spirit and he is saying right now you need to write a decree come on write a decree over your family write a decree over your business write a decree over your church or your ministry write a decree over your community or your nation we are not helpless. We are not hopeless. God is giving us all authority to address these things in the spirit. And it says in Esther chapter 9, verse 1, it says, On the very day that the evil decree was supposed to come to pass, the reverse occurred, and instead, God's people had power over those that hated them. So in other words, the evil decree of death and destruction did not work, and the decree of fighting back and the decree of standing our ground and the degree of divine reversal actually came into play. And it says God turned their sorrow into joy. God turned their mourning into dancing. God turned it into a whole celebration, which the Jewish people still commemorate today, which is called Purim. And I think that it's very interesting that when all the shutdowns happened, it was actually the week that Purim was being celebrated by the Jewish people. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Well, you know what Purim is called on the Jewish calendar? It is called the holiday of reversals. The holiday of reversals. And what we need to recognize is that when we are believers, when we believe in Jesus, when we believe that he is our Lord and our Savior, when we believe the sacrifice that he made on the cross and how he resurrected over death, hell, and the grave and came back to life, we understand that we understand that every single day in the life of a believer can be a time of divine reversals. We don't have to wait for some date on a calendar. We don't have to wait for some particular time that we're living. The gospel is a message of divine reversals, of being reversed out of death into life, out of poverty into abundance, out of sickness into health. Come on, out of bondage or, or mental and emotional oppression or depression into a place of joy and peace. This is, this is the gospel. This is what it's all about, that it is a message of divine reversal. And so we see that God is saying to the, to the people of God today, we need to write our own decree. We need to write it over our own families, business, churches, ministries, whatever. We need to write a decree and then we need to take it and we need to speak it out of our mouths. You know, this is the, the year um, 5780 on the Jewish calendar. And the 80 actually uh, is the word in Hebrew, pay. And pay actually is the word mouth. So this is the year of the mouth. This is the decade of the mouth. So it's no longer just good to believe something in your heart. We've actually got to speak it out of our mouth. We've got to speak the word out of our mouth. We need to read the word out loud. We need to worship. We need to speak in the spirit out of our mouth. We need to take these decrees we're writing and we need to speak it out of our mouth. And by doing that, you actually start breaking the way open for miracles to happen. Miracles for you and yours, but miracles for nations in this season of time. God is looking to the church to see people arise that can actually bring a word of life that can break nations open in this season of time. And so I want everybody to be encouraged, but I also want people to actually do the work right now. 
do the work of writing the decree. This is not a time for passivity. This is a time for power. And the Lord is saying, there's power in your mouth. There's power in the decree. There's power in your worship. There's power as you pray in the spirit. This is the time we need to understand. God has given us open access to the heavenly realms and it's our job to pull heaven down to earth. I like that back going back to Esther 8 it said in the Amplified also concerning the Jews right as you see fit Wow, that's right yeah so yeah. I know you're saying let's set up a decree which I know what you're talking about you know um, did it for so many years with our company it was going down was wasn't good days there was 30 mountains in our way every morning when we woke up but we would decree and speak it forth i think it would be really cool in the last five minutes if you could teach us and walk us through a decree yeah. maybe maybe there's there's people out there that they are um, they've lost their job or they have small businesses and they are just like terrified of what's going to happen because the news is saying it's going to get worse you know yeah. whatever we don't we don't listen to what the yeah. news says we listen to what the lord says right <laughs> right right and i mean circumstantially it may mm -hmm. get worse but if we keep our mind and our eyes set on god's higher purpose then i think that it really does break the yoke of fear um I, let good. me just say this i my my i want to just show you how this works my my oldest daughter uh, several years ago uh got diagnosed with having two aneurysms inside her brain inside her brain sac in an area that the doctor said was inoperable. An aneurysm is a weakness in a vessel that tends to kind of balloon out like a hole in a tire, you know, would kind of the tire would balloon out and eventually pop. And the doctor said basically if these aneurysms rupture, then um, it would probably kill her or leave her in a vegetative state. Let me tell you, I was preaching divine reversal. I was preaching out of Esther all this time. And then my doctor get my daughter gets this decree of death and destruction over her life. So let me tell you, every single day I was decreeing what God had prophesied. That's one thing to do. You can decree the word, the scriptures from the word. You can also decree the promises that God has given to you personally, either through a prophecy or through promises that God has given to you personally in your time of prayer. Take those things that you know God has said and start speaking them. So I started speaking over my daughter every single day. I would just start decreeing. She wasn't even here. She lives in New York. And I would just decree what God had said over her, decree the, the, the purpose and the calling over her. Well, she had more tests and more tests and more tests. Every test, the result, the uh, diagnosis got worse until finally the doctor said, listen, I need to do something risky. I need to go in there with a the camera. I need to see if there's any possible way to intervene in this because it looks like one of these aneurysms is getting ready to rupture. And if it does, I'm just afraid it, that she wouldn't survive it. And so I flew up with her and was with her while she was um, having this procedure done. And all along the while, I'm talking about divine reversal. I'm decreeing it over her life. And the doctor came in. He, he was a good Jewish doctor in New York. And he, he talked to me and he said, Mom, I'm, I'm so sorry to have to do this. And this is a scary time, but I'll do my best. And he took her back and did the procedure. Well, two, two hours later, he came out and got me. And he said, Mom, come on back. And he took me into the, to the room where he had done the procedure and my daughter was, in, was over recovering. And he pointed to the screens that were on the wall of my daughter's brain and he shook his head and he just kind of seemed bewildered. And he said, I cannot find any aneurysms on your daughter's brain. And so I don't know if it was misdiagnosed. I tend to more believe that God completely healed her. So that night I took her home, I put her to bed 
and uh, ran up to the grocery store about 10.30 at night on the corner of a street in Brooklyn. And I'm standing in line behind this very tall Jewish man that's all decked out in his ceremonial clothing. And he's buying a single item, a book entitled A Study of the Book of Esther. And of course, I've been preaching Esther. I've been praying Esther. I've been decreeing Esther. And I said to him, I said, you know, I'm a Christian, but I really love the book of Esther. And he looks at me and he says, huh, I didn't even know Christians knew there was a book of Esther. <laughs> I said, yes, I love the book of Esther. And he says, well, if you love the book of Esther, then you would know what today was. And of course, I had no idea what that day was. And he said, today we celebrate Purim, the holiday of reversals. So on the very day of Purim, God removed the decree of death and destruction off of my daughter's life. On the very day of the Jewish calendar, God removing that decree of death off her life and God gave her life back. God gave her her future back. God gave her hope back. And so I, I just, you can't make this stuff up. You know, it wasn't just a coincidence. And so I, I want to lead everybody in a decree for divine reversal because I believe that it's appropriate for today. And this is how I write my decrees. So I'm going to decree this. You can find it on my Facebook page, Apostle Jane Hammond, if you want to see this particular decree, you can actually get that on my Facebook page, Apostle Jane Hammond. And this is what I've written. I've written this. It, it, it says, I decree this is my time of divine reversal in Jesus' name. Things are turning around in my favor. Sickness is turning to health. Lack is turning to abundance. And sorrow is turning to joy. Every assignment of death and destruction is broken by the power of his blood. His perfect love has cast out all fear and my faith is releasing miracles. No weapon formed against me can possibly prosper for I have the power of God's spirit within me. The curse has been turned to a blessing for me because he loves me. Everything the enemy has meant against me for evil has been turned for my good. No sickness will come near my home, for God will protect me and my family. I will join with other believers worldwide to stand in Christ's authority to see this virus quickly defeated. I am an overcomer. It's time for divine reversals for me, my family, my business, my church, my nation, and the earth. And Jesus will be glorified in all that I say and do. Amen. 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 That's, that's a great decree, and that's what we can do. We can write our own decrees. You can have one every week, a that's new right. one every week or every day if you wanted. That's right. That's right. You know, take the word Jesus taught us about decrees. He said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, it shall obey you. And so we need to know that even Jesus was saying, listen, it's all about what you say. Proverbs 18, 14 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Why does it say death and life and not life and death? Because listen, our human nature wants us to first speak death. <laughs> wants us to first speak fear, wants us to first speak out of our human nature. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How about let's turn it around and say life is in the power of the tongue because we have the power to shift things 
according to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. This has been powerful. Thank you, Jane. And you can find out about Jane, all her information. Go to her Facebook page. Go to Instagram, Tom and Jane Hammond. I believe that's what it is, right? TomandJaneHammond.com. Yeah, and right. then Instagram, Facebook, and Christian International. And uh, she's going to be traveling soon. She'll be out around all over the world preaching and teaching people really i think the the your prophetic word this this year was the word of the mouth right yeah yeah and it keeps coming back to that doesn't it man i'm telling you it does it really does what what leave us with that scripture it's in job decree a thing and it shall come to pass where is that again job job chapter 22 verse 28 declares you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. So light will shine on your way. So when we decree the word, we decree prophetically what God has promised us, then it causes an establishment to happen and actually causes light to shine down into dark places. So it all depends on what we're saying with our decree okay well we're going to grab that and you know uh obviously jane has memorized that so we need to memorize that verse as well (laughs) so it gets stuck (laughs) in our hearts we love you so much and thank you for your time coming and being with us on the podcast we love you too and we're praying for breakthrough for you and your family and all your listeners amen all right we'll see you next time For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.